Welcome back to the Follower Podcast, everybody, and to the rough cuts, the rough cuts. Uh, this little one goes out to Timothy Miller, who said every time I say rough cuts, he thinks of a gym guy who's getting cuts, bruh. So, uh, Tim, that's for you, bro. Mate, you got your shout out. You got your shout out. You're welcome. Um, I'm coming to you from Japan. What a thing. What a time to be alive. I'm currently in a place called Sendai. Uh, looking at a mountain with some beautiful forest trees. Japanese people are cool. A couple of uh, a couple of reflections here on Japan. Number one, um, if you've ever been to a ramen noodle bar, you know what I'm talking about. I just want to say, Mom, I love you, but you were wrong. All that time you told me I shouldn't be slurping my food. Clearly, Japan hasn't heard about that. Because when you're in a ramen noodle bar... You, you literally can't hear the other people. Not that you're supposed to because it's a silent meal. The whole point is to kind of eat it by yourself. And uh, then you just slurp away. It sounds like, va like vacuum cleaners in that place. It's an incredible thing. Uh, the other thing is uh, Japanese people super friendly. Everywhere you go, people are bowing and, um, and konnichiwaing and arigatoing and... Uh, you just feel very, uh, I think, like welcome. Like sometimes when I fly into England or America, bless you guys, uh, when you get to customs, you almost feel like they're offended at the fact that you wanted to come to their country. <laughs> but when you come to Japan, everyone is just so um, welcoming and like uh, almost like over the top accommodating. And, and it was just really great. And then, you know, Japanese, uh, the Japanese cities are really crowded. And so they've got all these crossways, these zebra walks that you, or, or pedestrian crossings that you, you walk across. But it's like, <laughs> I had this moment where it's like we were all gathered on the one side of this really wide road. And then all these other people were gathered on the other side. And then when the green light, the green man went, it's like everyone just started walking towards each other. And it felt like, if you've watched Lord of the Rings, when like, uh, when Aragorn is charging the orcs and they've got these two armies that come crashing into each other. Felt like we were having that moment just in slow motion. And that's kind of how it feels every time. <laughs> every time I cross these passenger walks, um, it feels like I feel like I'm in Lord of the Rings and I could be going like, you know. So uh, Japan's cool, dude. Japan is what a vibe. What a cool group of people. Anyway, you're not here to listen to Japan, although I hope that blessed you. Uh, we're here to talk about the Lord's Prayer, and we've been going through all the different elements of the Lord's Prayer, and today we're talking about forgiveness. So give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So uh, these two thoughts are linked, our forgiveness and the way we forgive others. Uh, forgiveness is is obviously a big issue and a universal one. I don't think... I've ever spoken to anybody who's lived ever any amount of time on this planet, like more than, I don't know, five days. That's, that's not true, but you know what I mean. Uh, any amount of time on this planet where you don't at some level have to deal with forgiveness. Um, and forgiveness, uh, for some people, some people's stories are just filled with woundings that are so deep and significant. Whereas like forgiveness is like a meta theme over their life. Um, and so why is this such a big thing? Why is Jesus, remember we're talking about his disciples are coming to him, they're saying, teach us how to pray. And right in this prayer, as he's talking about provision and dependence on the Lord, he talks about forgiveness. What is it about forgiveness that's so important? Um, 
And I would just offer you a thought. I heard it a long time ago, actually, from uh, when I grew up in the Anglican Church, and this guy was uh, Bishop David Bierge from, uh, from Johannesburg. He was the Bishop of the High Felt area. And uh, so for those of you who are not from South Africa, Johannesburg's a city in South Africa. You're welcome. And he made this, uh, this example. He said, uh, imagine your life is like a parking lot and you only have X amount of parking spaces in your life. So let's say you have 10. He said, the reason that we learn to forgive is not so much for the other person, but it's for us because every person that I don't forgive occupies a parking space in my life. And uh, the more unforgiveness that I hold in my heart, the more of those parking spots are occupied. And if they're occupied, they don't leave capacity for new and life-giving relationships. In a sense, I end up embittering myself and shutting down my ability to love other people. And so forgiveness is for others, and we'll talk about that just in a second. But forgiveness is also for me. Forgiveness liberates me. Uh, you may have heard it said that unforgiveness is the poison that we drink ourselves, you know. Uh, when I'm not forgiving a person, in some sense I affect them, but not to a large degree. But the person I'm really affecting is myself. And so forgiveness, the invitation to forgive uh, others and to be forgiven by God is really an invitation to freedom. So how do we enter into these, this forgiveness idea? Look, I'm not going to do a deep dive here again because this is the rough cuts and I'm just sharing off the top of my, my head here. But these are the couple of things that really stand out to me. Number one, you need to know your need or acknowledge your need for forgiveness. And this is a humility piece because a lot of us, um, we don't like to acknowledge and accept that we are wrong. <laughs> and so if that's news to you, I'm just going to let you know. On any given day, at any given moment, I want to just tell you there's almost certainly something you need to be forgiven from or forgiven for. Uh, whether it's the ways that you have uh, lived in opposition to the things of God or the ways that you have consciously or unconsciously wounded the people in your world um, in subtle or dramatic ways. You, I don't need to be a prophet or a psychic to know this, you 100% need to be forgiven. <laughs> and so do I. And that's, that's a humble posture to accept and acknowledge that, that... I am not perfect, and that actually this starts with me, right? Again, that C.S. Lewis picture, if only, if only we could take all the evil people and put them in a corner and just get rid of them, then the world would be a better place, only to find that the line between good and evil doesn't run between people, but between every human heart. And again, not to harp on the, on the Palestine-Israel issue, issue right now, but that's, that's where some of the breakdown in conversation around this issue is, is happening, is that that wall, the literal wall, has become a metaphorical wall that is dividing the good from the bad in people's minds, whichever side you're on. And these are the good people and those are the bad people and this is what must happen. Um, whereas in reality, the line between good and evil doesn't run along the wall. The line between good and evil runs between every human heart in both cities. And that is true in every nation, in every people group in the world, uh, that we are all both victim and villain. In, in the story of our life. And so uh, this is the first place to start when it starts with forgiveness. It is, it is about the humble acknowledgement that you are not perfect, that um, you have need to be forgiven of much. <laughs> 
And, and here's the thing, the stakes are very high, the standard is high, because uh, we're being invited to be redeemed into the image of God, character and nature that we were created for. So the Christ-likeness in us. And when you, th- when you think about that and who Jesus is in the world and how he has now become the firstborn among many brothers and sisters and our journey is to become more and more like him, man, we realize just how far short we fall of our need for forgiveness. Uh, if you haven't listened to the, the episode on my will be done, your will be done, not my will be done, you'll go back and listen to that. If you did, you'll see there's so many layers to which we're broken. And so I need forgiveness in areas that I don't even need, know I need forgiveness in. And so that's the first position, I think. It's a position of humility. Before I talk about anybody else or anything else, I need to enter in a humble way before the Lord and acknowledge my need for God and the degree to which I've fallen short of the glory of God. Remember, Scripture says all of sin fallen short of the glory of God. If you say you have no sin, then the truth is not in you. And so that's you and that's me. Welcome to the party. Now, I think the only thing possibly more liberating than acknowledging our need for forgiveness is the degree to which forgiveness is available. <laughs> right? That when we come before the Lord and acknowledge our need for His forgiveness, I don't even think we need to ask for it. I think we need to acknowledge that it's already there. That Jesus and the power of what has happened on the cross as an overflow of the nature of the heart of God has forgiven you in advance. Right? That there is already forgiveness apportioned for every eventuality of brokenness in your life. The ways in which you were failed that you don't even know about yet. Jesus, the forgiveness of God is already waiting for you in that moment. And so for me, it's liberating to acknowledge my need for forgiveness. It's even more liberating to acknowledge God's desire to forgive. He says, I forgive you and I remove your sins from you as far as the east is from the west and as high as the heavens are above the earth. I don't even remember them anymore. Right. So that's an incredible thing. The God who is eternal, who knows all things, makes a decision to be forgetful about this thing. <laughs> he erases even the memory of your sin from, from, from his mind, from the mind of God, from the consciousness of, of God. And so that's how in Christ we are able to stand perfect before him right? because he has literally cleaned us. He has forgiven us from every way that we will fail, both the ways that we think are failures and the ways that we don't know are failures because we just, we haven't, those lights haven't been switched on for us yet, right? We're still ignorant. Um, and so I'm just so grateful for that, that God is forgiving me in a multitude of ways, in the day, literally daily, minute by minute even, uh, for things that I'm not even conscious of. <laughs> and so step one is, in some senses, my need to acknowledge my need for forgiveness. Then I'm so grateful that that forgiveness is available, that I am forgiven. So forgive, forgive us our sins. And then as we forgive those who sin against us. And this for me is a twofold piece. Um, man, you need to forgive yourself because <laughs> you've sinned against you, right? I don't know, maybe it's not true for you, but I just want to say one of the hardest places of forgiveness that I have to extend is to, to my former self. But this is the decisions that that guy made, the people that that guy hurt, the ways that that guy has um, failed, um, tarnished the name of Jesus, 
made decisions that have left me in places of wounding and pain in my life today, um, disappointments, regret. Uh, <laughs> i got to forgive myself, and I'm pretty sure future me is going to have to forgive present me in a whole bunch of ways. And Man, we can beat ourselves up, hey? I am so prone to be very, very hard on myself. And here's an interesting thing. Um, often, as hard as you are on yourself is very often how hard you are on other people. And so if you have an unrealistic expectation of yourself, so very often you have an unrealistic expectation of other people. That's definitely been true in my story. And so uh, you need to acknowledge your need for forgiveness. You need to receive the forgiveness of God. Then you need to extend forgiveness to yourself, friend, uh, for the ways that you failed, the things that you messed up. And uh, I was listening to Trevor Hudson again. He was talking about um, how we need to reflect on our past, but we don't need to camp there. And he used this beautiful analogy. He said, when you're driving a car, you have a rear view mirror, right? But you also have your front, your front window. And he said, the rear view mirror in, proportion, in, in relation to the front window is much smaller. And he said, that's about right with life as well. So when it's about looking into the past, we need just enough perspective to make sure we don't crash into things. But most of our life must be looked through that front window, being present to what's happening now and moving into the future with God. And so I think that's also true. If, if you're anything like me, then the longer you live, you start to realize there's an ocean of regrets that start to pile up behind you. Um, and man, that can make you be very hard on yourself. And you can become like a strong critic of yourself. And you cannot extend grace to yourself or receive the grace of God. And so when it becomes to forgiving others, um, I think the first person you've got to forgive is yourself. <laughs> extend forgiveness and grace to your former self for all the ways that that self has, has hurt you and hurt others. And then, um, who are the people who've injured you? And I don't want to jump into this lightly because I'm aware that as soon as we talk about this, there are some woundings that are so horrific, um, so deep and so profound, that any casual conversation dishonors the pain that you feel having gone through what you've gone through. And so I just want to honor and acknowledge and respect that but I want, to help, I want to encourage you to consider the liberation that may be waiting for you on the other side of your forgiveness of that individual or those individuals. Um, that you would forgive those who have sinned against you. Um, what does it mean to forgive them? It means to, to release your grip on your need to, for vengeance. <laughs> yeah, uh, and a helpful activity I find when it comes to forgiveness is like, because you know, I can say I forgive you, uh, and then I don't really wake up to that in my own heart. So I know that I'm moving toward healthy forgiveness when I can pray for the people who've hurt me and authentically bless them in my prayers. Um, and sometimes I will do that before I feel like it's true, because it's a healthy practice for me that kind of goes out ahead of my emotions. <clears throat> so just for you to think about that, um, who are the people who've harmed you and injured you? And how are they taking up parking space in the parking bay of your life? And is there a liberation and a freedom that's waiting for you on the other side of your forgiveness of them? And maybe a good way to start is to ask God for the grace to bless them. Uh, I think this is what Jesus is talking about when he says, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for them. 
Don't curse them. <laughs> Bless them. Don't curse them, right? And Jesus gives us the ultimate example. Just when we thought it was impossible, he goes, as they're nailing nails into his hands, he's praying that the Father would forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Um, and if you think that's an impossible human thing to do, um, number one, hum- Jesus was very human, but also number two, we see Stephen repeating the words of his rabbi, even as the stones are being thrown on him, forgive them, Father, they don't know what they're doing. And I think there's a key in that. They don't know what they're doing, that when we recognize that hurt people hurt people. And so without making excuse for the way that people have injured you, to recognize that the pain they have caused you is in large part due to the pain that they themselves have endured. Um, and so we don't break that cycle by perpetuating our need for vengeance. We break that cycle by stepping out of it and choosing perhaps for the first time in our lineage, in our family or in our friendship circle, to be the people who offer grace, even when it's unwarranted and undeserved. That's how we start a new cycle for ourselves and for the communities that we live in. And so those are a few thoughts I have for you around forgiveness just off the top of my head. I think it's a very important thing. And I think it's an ongoing exercise because um, the world has a way of inflicting damage and we have this ongoing need to forgive and forgive and forgive again. How many times should you forgive? 70 times 7, right? (laughs) Um, To be clear, does this mean you should stay in an abusive relationship or toxic spaces where it's emotional, physical abuse or dangerous for you? Of course not. Um, You want to apply wisdom there and you want to get out where that's necessary. But I'm talking about the state of your own heart and how do you come to a place of freedom where you're able to release your need for revenge uh, or vengeance Uh, on the people that have harmed you and and get on with your life (laughs) and live into the fullness of all God's calling you to do and to be. Um, And maybe the first person you need to start with is yourself. I hope these thoughts are helpful. Know that uh, the forgiveness of God is fully available for you today. And don't uh, let your failures and sins keep you from the Father. Right? We don't get We don't get well first and then go to the doctor. No, we go to the doctor sick. So my encouragement to you would be to develop a relationship with the Lord, cultivate an intimacy with Him, where your first response when you've fallen down is to run to your Father. First response. Uh, When you've fallen in the mud, you don't first go clean yourself up. You run to your Father full of mud. And you just just pour it out to Him. And uh, you know your need for forgiveness. And beautifully, He meets you with His desire to forgive. So bless you, friends, and uh, we'll chat to you on the next episode of The Follower Podcast. If this has been helpful, please share, like, comment, leave a review. All of those things really, really help uh, get this in the ears of people who need to hear it. Okay, bye.